Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in, these deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello and welcome to the God Hoops Podcast. I'm your host, Joey Barrett. And today I'm joined by Sheikh Udin. And uh, we got a fun little concept we're going to do. Uh, I directly ripped it off from uh, Bill Simmons and Ryan Rosillo. So I think, you know, give them credit for the idea. But they did this uh, way back, I think, really at the beginning of the season. It might have been before the season started. So, uh, you know, we're going to do it with watching how the NBA has happened so far this year. But the concept is we're going to go uh, alternate picks. We're going to pick NBA duos, uh, meaning two players from the same team in order of what when we'd like to have them on the team so the criteria we kind of are going by is first no one's hurt so i think that's important to note you know paul george is healthy Kawhi is healthy uh and things like that so when you hear those names i know they're not playing we know we watch the games they're just uh they're, they're eligible because we thought it'd be more fun that way uh one season you don't know who else is on the team you just get two guys off that team who you taking and that's kind of what we're going to uh do we're going to alternate i'm gonna give shake the first pick uh so if you had a choice between any duo in the NBA, which you do right now, who's your number one pick? There's a lot of options, honestly. Um, but I have to go with the duo that's just too lethal, basically unstoppable, uh, Kyrie and Katie. I mean, when they're on, they're really unstoppable. I'm not saying they're the best offensive duo or anything, but offensively, there's nobody that can beat them, in my opinion. And Kyrie's ability to finish around the rim and shoot, obviously. And Katie, I mean, Katie, what, what can he do? So I, I have to go with Kyrie and Katie. I think that's a pretty easy choice for me, to be honest. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, that's funny, the concept of we don't know who else is on the team. And we're going to kind of discover how, how well those, that duo really is because there might not be really anyone else on that team. I mean, they have Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and maybe Ben Simmons. But come this playoffs, we might find out just how yeah. valuable that duo is. Uh, cause they don't have much else besides them. But yeah, I, I, a hundred percent agree that they're probably the most lethal offensive duo in the league. Um, and can either one can light you up for 45 any night. So yeah. if you're going to just have to win a game, I, I'm not going to totally argue with you. I don't think that would personally be my pick. Uh, some are going to call me delusional. I'm sure. Uh, but that's okay. I'm going to go with the second pick. I'm going to go LeBron and Davis. I know the Lakers suck, but we're not picking the Lakers. I'm not, I'm not taking Westbrook. I'm not taking, uh, you know, the rest of the terrible team. I'm not taking Frank Vogel. No, I'm take, taking LeBron and Davis. I think everyone says LeBron's still top five player. Uh, and Davis, worst case scenario, we said everyone's healthy. Worst case scenario, what, top 15 player? My yeah, point is, also, yeah. yeah, I'm getting two top 15 players. And I'm not sure there's another duo you can get two top 15 players uh, with, with the exception of one I'm sure we're going to come up to really close, but I have other things against them. Uh, like Kyrie is incredible, but I'm, I'm taking Davis over Kyrie and Katie and LeBron's close enough that I, I'm just going to go with the four-time champion, second best player of all time, LeBron James. So that, that, that's, that's who I've got too. What, what's your thoughts on 
That's, take them too. I I honestly was debating between LeBron and AD or Kyrie and KD, but it came down to shooting for me. I mean, uh, AD can shoot a little bit, LeBron can shoot a little bit, but I mean, Kyrie and KD, I mean, they're they're shooter shooters. So I I have to go with them just because of their offensive potential. But again, LeBron and AD have great defensive potential as well. I'm not saying LeBron's the greatest defender right now, obviously. But he's got his playmaking. So, I mean, I can't really argue against it because they're definitely, like, neck and neck. I just went with the shooting at the end. So, I can definitely see it. Why? Yeah. No, I think uh, I think it's a, a good discussion. And I think it's important to note for both these guys, all these guys are over 30 besides Davis that we've picked so far. We're, we said one season, so we're not picking, uh, you know, for the future. No one's saying that they want 37-year-old LeBron to, to run their franchise for the next 10 years. So, yeah. Uh, all right, third pick. Got a lot of good options. Who do you got? I, I have to go with Middleton. I, I thought about I thought about another option. Um, I was thinking maybe Curry and Draymond, maybe just because they're lethal as well combined. But I have to go with Giannis and Chris Middleton because they're like they're like the perfect combination of Giannis dominating the inside, being ferocious on the boards, whatever the case is inside. And Chris Middleton being the outside threat, um, he doesn't have to be like he doesn't always have to be on from the outside. He can he's also a mid range beast. So I, I'm gonna go with Giannis and Chris Middleton because combined, they're insane. Like there re- there's a reason one the finals. I mean, they yeah, were was, great together. I was gonna say are, so went healthy yeah. obviously. Yeah, I was gonna say defending champions. You can't argue too much so I uh, against that. But uh, no, I I thought you were gonna go another way. I was ready to take him four. But the more I think about it, uh, I'll just say who my four was. I, with four, I'm gonna go and beat Harden. Uh, I think that ironically is the o- only duo in the league uh, with two top twelve players. Uh, unless you want to make a Davis argument, that's fine. But uh, I I have questions on uh, you know if I have I'm guessing my goal is to win. The title. I know we didn't really address that. Uh, right. Harden the playoffs. You know, I'm hesitant. Uh, but I think I actually agree with you. I think I would go Giannis and Middleton over, which Middleton is not in the category of the other three. But Giannis, right. I'm firm believer he's the best player in the world right now. I know a lot of people disagree with me. That's fine. I think we saw what he did in the finals. But uh, so if I get the best player in the world, how, how much am I really – how, how much am I really arguing with that? So I, I think yeah. I agree with you. I feel comfortable taking, though, uh, and beating Harden four. So I'm, uh, yeah. I'm happy getting them at four, but I, I totally agree with you now that I think about it more that uh, Giannis, Giannis is probably the right pick at three. I mean, I, I don't mind Embiid and Harden um, that high. Again, you iterated already. Uh, the playoffs is what scares me more than anything. Um, Harden has kind of disappeared in the playoffs a lot. So I think that's what scares me, if anything. So I mean, I I, I think I would go with Harden. I mean, they're definitely up there as well. So I I, I honestly think you'd make a great pick as well. I mean, considering Giannis and uh, Chris Milton were taken, so I can't argue against that. All right, we kind of moved through those two fast. So you're back up uh, with with the fifth pick. Uh, you who do you got? I I hinted at. I hinted at it earlier, um, Steph Curry and Draymond. I mean, Draymond's obviously not the offensive threat that Curry is, but he doesn't need to be. Um, he provides the deep, he provides the defense, and he makes he makes the plays that are needed to win. And um, if you watch, I mean, if you watch Warriors basketball even for like ten minutes with Draymond and Curry, you can see why he's so important. Um, either he's making plays for Curry or Clay, whatever the case is, he's always essential and on defense and making plays for others and him and curry are a, a crazy combo off of the pick threes curry running around wherever the case is game one fighting him it's just i think they're the perfect combo um one of the most perfect combos in the league so i definitely have to go with them next yeah i uh i had them right around that area i can't argue too much with that uh i think it's also important to note when you do these if you get two players i think it's really important you try to find a superstar with, with at least one of those, uh, you know, Giannis right. and Middleton, Curry and Draymond. The second player is not as good as the first, but 
if I get Curry, if I get Giannis, I have a chance to win every game. So, uh, you know, there's only seven, eight teams that could win the finals this year, and all of them have a top 15 player. I think it's really, really hard to win a finals without a top 15 player. And I'd argue that it's only been done, you know, a, like a couple of times ever, if not one. Uh, the one that comes to mind is the 2004 Pistons. But besides that, right. you have to get a top 15 player. You have to have one. So taking Steph and Draymond, I think, is is a good pick. Uh, I'm up with six. Uh, the more I think about it, I think I regret taking and beating Harden over this duo. Uh, we said everyone's healthy. So yeah. I'm going to go Paul George and Kawhi. Oh, crap. I forgot about that team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're tough because, you know, like on paper, then they should be really high up there. I mean, when Kawhi's playing, he's a top Definitely. six player in the league. And Paul George earlier this year was like a top 15, 16 player in the league. So I know we throw these top numbers around too much, so I'm probably wrong, but uh, (laughs) they haven't gone far to be fair in the playoffs. I understand last season Kawhi got hurt. They actually made the conference finals uh, with just Paul George. That was a weird road. You know, the jazz and the Mavs are good teams, but they didn't have too much turbulence, especially when that jazz team, all you had to do is put Rudy Gobert in a pick and roll. Um, but still, if I can get Kawhi on my team and a really good secondary score like Paul George and the two-way defense, I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm really set. And I think the Clippers think they're set, probably not for this season, but for next season. So uh, right. I'm confident with them at six. What do you think about that? I honestly like it because, I mean, two-way players are very, very important in this league. And you have two of the best two-way players in the league right there as a duo. I mean, they're, they're – not the best playmakers, but, I mean, what they can do on both ends of the floor, I mean, you can't dispute that. I mean, they're, as you said, Kawhi is a top five player, maybe top three when he's fully healthy, in my opinion. Um, Paul George, he's borderline top 15, 10-ish, uh, depending on which Paul George you get, obviously. But uh, combined, I think they're the best two-way combo in the league easily. And, I mean, I, I would have had them high. I honestly forgot about them, to be honest with you. It's because they were injured. So I, and I'll be honest with you. Yeah. All right. Seventh, seventh pick. Uh, this is when I think it starts getting a little open. We still got mm-hmm. some top 10 guys out there, but for the most part, you're looking at maybe the, the tier under them. Uh, right. Who you got? So I'm going to go with the team, uh, the duo that also went to the finals last year, uh, Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Um, some people might argue against this because Devin Booker or CP3 might not be considered top 10 players at all. Um, some might have maybe Devin Booker borderline top 10. I, I'd say they're both around like 15, 20-ish. But what they did this past year and even this year um, as a duo, even like they both have proven they can win. Um, Devin Booker, I mean, he was doubted obviously when he was – we didn't, we didn't have CB3. And I mean, his team has obviously didn't, you know, succeed uh, whatsoever. But once he got CB3, they proved to be a lethal combo. Um, CB3, you know, he's not going to score a crazy amount. He'll, he'll give you a clean, like, 15, 17 points a game. You know, obviously, he's gonna, his main thing is dishing. And he's a mid-range specialist. Devin Booker, he's an all-around scorer. I just like that they're, they're proven to be able to win. And you can't go wrong with that. Thing, yeah. In my opinion. I, I mean, well... You don't have to look too much farther than them being the best team in the league, uh, record-wise. Uh, make your arguments, right. whatever. Um, so I, I can't argue with that. Made the finals last year. Uh, I I uh, say it. I've been saying this for a couple of years. I don't do rankings during the middle of the year. I know I keep throwing around these terms, but that's why I don't think much into it. I don't think well. Is Paul George a top twenty guy? I don't do rankings during the middle of the year because I just think the playoffs matter too much to ignore. Uh, I think it's just silly to do it during the regular season because when the playoffs come, all of a sudden everyone's mind changes. Um, so I won't throw my number around for Booker, but I, I'm higher on Booker than most. So I, I think he's around that area, uh, that top 10 area. So yeah, uh, I, I think that's that's a good pick. And you get both those guys. Uh, Chris Paul is old, but we said they're healthy in this. So don't have to worry uh, too, too much right. about that. Uh, I have the eighth pick now. And this is really yeah. hard. Uh, well, actually, I'll be honest. I actually don't think it's that hard. I'm gonna go Jokic and Murray. Um, I think I'd probably uh, take them. 
Yeah, I think I'd probably take them here uh, if we weren't doing uh, everyone's healthy. I, give me Jokic and uh, Jeff Green for all I care. I, I mean, Jokic is just so freaking Jokic, good. Yeah. He's just so good at basketball. It sounds dumb, but when you look at him, you just wouldn't think he would. So sometimes you have to remind yourself he is really, really good at basketball. Uh, I think he's the MVP, in my opinion, right now, unless uh, the Nuggets fall out of uh, – I agree. The, the the normal playoff picture. If they fall into the play-in, I might have to rethink it. I don't know if you can be in the play-in and be the MVP. But right now they're the six, so uh, I'll let it I'll let it survive. The advanced numbers, some people hate the advanced numbers. Some people love them. Uh, I'm going to bring them up anyway. Uh, the advanced numbers say he's one of the best players we've seen in the past 20 years. I mean, honestly, like top five guy in the last 20 years, which will have been overkill because he hasn't really accomplished much yet. But – he is remarkable. When you watch him, he's so much better defensively this year. Uh, and I just think offensively, he's just such a weapon. He's a weapon to score. He's a weapon to shoot. He's a weapon to find anyone that is remotely open. Uh, never mind the fact that the last time we saw Jamal Murray in the playoffs, he was incredible in the bubble, you know, averaging like 28 points a game. So I feel confident with that duo. And uh, I'm happy to get them at eight, especially when I can get a top something player in the league, whatever Jokic is. I mean, I, Jokic is a top five. I think, I mean, again, we, this, we can say top five almost like. I know. I feel like players. we've said 10 players or top five <laughs> players. So yeah, some, exactly. someone's not, but uh, that, right. that's a I different think, discussion, I'm sure. I, I, I got to say Jokic solidified he's a top five player in my opinion. Um, he's, even if you don't, if you, if you think he's a bad defender, what he does on the offensive end is just absolutely insane from the center position. Um, even if you want this, if you want to consider him a center, even like as a player in general, he's insane. Like he he doesn't look like the most athletic player. He, he isn't obviously. <laughs> he doesn't look like a basketball player, as you said, but he just knows how to play basketball the right way, and he's always able to make the right play at the right time. And either you choose Jamal Murray or Michael Porter Jr. I think there's another debate you could go there. Some people would go Jamal Murray. Some would go Michael Porter Jr. I would go Murray, but I can I, I can see the Michael Porter Jr. combo as well. But overall, I mean, Jokic is the, is the reason why they're this high. Um, uh, so I, I, I can't argue against it. I mean, that's that's an easy choice right there. I feel like. Yeah, I I agree. I just think uh, for some reason he's ignored. I don't know if it's been on the West Coast late night games. Uh, not necessarily, you know. Steph or KD where he like shoots over you, although he does shoot over you. It's not in the same style of dribbling and finesse. And uh, I, I do think his game's ignored a little bit. In that it's way. not highlight worthy, I think. Yeah. Not a lot of house of highlight plays I'd say. All right. For those, right, right. those listening at home or wherever you are, they, they were probably not following along with, you know, standings or list of the team. So before you pick uh, your ninth team, let me just tell you some of the best options team wise, the heat, Celtics, Bulls, uh, the Grizzlies, potentially, Mavericks, Timberwolves. I say those are probably the options on the next pick. So who are you going to go with? Or are you going outside the box here? I'm going to go with the Jazz, actually. Uh, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. Um, I forgot who it was that said that they were like regular season I don't, know, I don't know what he's like, regular season gods or demons or something like that. But uh, if you want to just look at the regular season for the Jazz, they're, they're godly. <laughs> and Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert are the big reason why. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people don't have Rudy Gobert very high because he's not the greatest offensive player. But defensively, he's been a defensive player of the year for a reason. Um, it's, it's not like he's – it's like empty stats or whatever the case is. He's a defensive player of the year – candidate every single year for a reason because opponents are literally afraid to go to the rim around him um sometimes he does you know get sauce up a little bit and make some questionable plays like he did last year in the playoffs uh where he didn't decide not to play the three-point line at all but other than that um uh, Donald Mitchell I think I don't I don't I'm not gonna say top anyone I can't I can't do that anymore I'm gonna say is he's a he's a top He's a top player um, at his position. Uh, people want to still doubt him a little bit because, you know, the playoff success. And I can understand that. Um, but overall, I think as a duo, they've proven they can win. Um, even though it's not in the playoffs, but I'm going to go with them um, just because they've proven they can win, at least in the regular season. Um, 
at the least. Yeah, I'm going to uh, – for the first time. So, I mean, we made nine picks. I think that's pretty good. I'm going to respectfully disagree with you on this one. Uh, mm, okay, I like that. I, I, I'm not a Gobert guy. I'm not a Gobert guy. I'm actually far from a <laughs> Gobert guy. I think mm. uh, the defensive stuff is just it, – it's at some point I think it gets laughable. Uh, yeah, he deters from the rim. No, better than anyone in the league. I'll, I'll Yes, he deters you from the rim. Um, if there was deter from the rim award, he should win it every year. Uh, but defense player <laughs> of the year, uh, I think it's ridiculous that he wins because if you can't play in the last four minutes of a playoff game because of your defense, how are you defensive player of the year? That to me is mind boggling. That's fair. I, I, I don't understand how that's possible. Uh, Ben Simmons should have won the reward last year. Uh, not, this is no, you know, Props to Ben Simmons. I'm just saying he was defensive player of the year. He's most versatile and he's best. Giannis no, should I win agree. it this year. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I think Gobert's offense is fine. Actually, Gobert's offense is probably better than his defense come playoff time. He deters you from the rim, but, you know, if all you have to do is yeah. put him in a pick and roll and then all of a sudden he has to be subbed out, I just think that's, that's, that's not good. And if we're trying to win a championship, uh, I, I love Mitchell. I think Mitchell – I'm fine with Mitchell. Uh, I just – I don't think Gobert will ever win a title. Unless he's like on a team with with enough firepower that uh, his his woes are are covered up. Uh, I, I can I mean I, I can see your point to be honest with you. I think my pick more is more of Donovan Mitchell um, more than Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert is kind of just like the filler. I mean, he's he's a good player, in my opinion. He's he's not an offensive threat um, other than the inside just lobs or the cases or cleanup. Um, defensively, as you said, if you put him in pick and roll, it's kind of GG wraps. But uh, I think Donald Mitchell just carries his duo more than anything. Rudy Gobert has been a defensive player of the year, and I don't think I, – I, I agree with you. He's he, I don't think he was worthy of it last year as well. And there's been some – I'm not the biggest Rudy Gobert fan either. Like, when he cried, when he didn't become an all-star or something uh, it just clears me out a lot so I, I agree with you on that aspect but I think Donovan Mitchell um even when I was scouting him in the draft I thought he was a top five player in that draft um I I loved his defense I loved his hustle I loved his balance and everything about him so I'm I'm a huge Donovan Mitchell fan so that's the reason why I got him top nine or the top ten top nine yeah no I I, I get it it's not too far off I say I disagree I probably would put him, you know, like the 14th pick or something. So it's not, 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 not too crazy. Uh, I got 10. I'm deciding between two teams. Um, I'm looking at Mavs and Grizzlies. Uh, mm. I've, I've always, I always talked about, I did this uh, in my top 200 at the end of this last season. I talked about, I think there's a big difference between superstar and star. Uh, superstars are the ones that win you titles. You know, there's like eight to nine of them in the league at all times. You know, like Bradley Beal is not a superstar. You know, Lamelo is not a superstar. I'm just looking at list of names now. Like superstar is the the category of the top of the top. I think these are the last two superstars left in this draft. Um, when Lillard's healthy, I guess actually him too. But Luca and Ja. Uh, so I think that's a that's that's a tough pick. Could argue Ja is supporting cast better because I. Uh, so you're, the second guy might be better, but I'm gonna go with Luca. I think Luca's. Uh, too, too incredible. He's pushed the Clippers, a team he has no business pushing to the brink two years in a row. I'm going to go with Luca and whoever you want as your second guy. I mean, if you make me choose, I say Brunson. Brunson. Oh, sure. Brunson. I mean, okay. Dinwiddie or Brunson. Uh, give me Dwight Powell if you have to. I mean, I'll still take, <laughs> I'll still take them. I think Luca's that good uh, that uh, I'll take him. Same as what I said with Jokic. I just think those two guys, it's like, just, it doesn't matter. Give me, give me Luca. So, uh, yeah, I'll go with him at 10 uh, with that. Well, what, what's your thoughts on, on Mavs 10? I, I can't. I, I mean, I, honestly, I had them around. If you weren't going to take them, I was probably going to take them next or the pick after just because of Luca, as you said. Luca is, <laughs> I mean, what he can do with the ball and make plays for others. Some that he whines a little bit. I mean, he, I, I, I will admit he kind of does complain a lot. Uh, I've noticed that, but other than that, Luca is absolutely insane. And I, I mean, if he, if he, if they still had Porzingis, I probably would have put him higher. To be honest with you. 
Really? I mean, I think Brunson's better than Przingis. So all, all healthy. I think yeah. all healthy. I, I think Brunson's better than Przingis. So actually, I don't think that, in my opinion, doesn't change too much. Uh, but uh, I, I, I can, I guess, I can see it. it's not too far apart. Um, so you're up with eleven. Uh, mm-hmm. Still, still some good players out there. Who do you got? Yeah. So I got to go with the Celtics. Uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Um, even when they were young, super young, I mean, they're still young. The young players, they went to the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, they were obviously weren't the players they were back then, I and mean, they they weren't the players they are now back then. But they've proven they can get far into the playoffs as a duo. Um, they should have Kyrie Irving, but they made it without Kyrie as well. So I'm going to go with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Um, they're both – I think Jalen Brown is a better defender. Jason Tatum is obviously the better offensive player. So I think both together, I think they mesh really well. So I'm going to go with definitely Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown for sure with that, though. Yeah, I don't think that's a bad pick. Uh, I'm a Celtics fan, so uh, I, I, I think that works. I think Tatum's incredible. Uh, I'm not so high on Brown, but I think when you get Tatum, it's not too much to complain about. Uh, Celtics are so good as a team that if this was a team, then I think they go higher, but it's not a team. So that's why uh, they they go 11th, despite being, you know, a top six to seven team in the league, probably. Uh, We'll we'll move on quick. Taking longer than I thought. Uh, I'll go Grizzlies. I'll go Jod and uh, I'll go Triple J. Um, as my second, his defensive stuff's really good. I thought about Bain, but uh, yeah, Triple J is probably a better uh, defender. John Morant really bursts onto the scene. I mean, we we've known who John Morant is. You know, he has a lot of the highlights and stuff like that in the past. Um, you know, former second overall pick, so he's been here for for the last three years. But this year he changed it. This year he went from you know, a good player, a good young player that has a future to, to, I need to win now. And the Grizzlies are the two seed in the West because of it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I didn't think they were going to have this kind of uh, season this year at all. Uh, I think Jar was going to take an, uh, you know, you know, have a better season. Uh, some people were kind of disappointed in his last year, but he, I mean, he's having an insane season and the Grizzlies are winning with, Without him, too, which is the craziest part, they're 15 and two without him. But uh, Ja and JJJ, I mean, Jackson Jr. is also defensive player you can, in my opinion, as well. So I, I can't argue against that at all. Yeah, um, I think I think I think that's right. Uh, you're up 13. We got a lot of good players still out there. Uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Demar Derozan and Zach Levine. Um, not the greatest defensive duo, but offensively, they're insane. Uh, Zach Levine can shoot it. Uh, obviously, you know, he's athletic around the rim. And the DeMar DeRozan is literally a beast from mid-range inside getting to the rim. And he can also make some plays as well He showed that he showcased on um, the Spurs as well. So I'm definitely going to go with DeRozan and, and uh, Levine on that. Yeah, as someone that loves NBA history, the DeRozan things, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't uh... – I don't think it's ever happened to my knowledge where someone has the career breakout year at 32, 33. That doesn't yeah. uh, happen. There was a Bernard King year late in his career, but he was always a really good player. It, it really is probably a one of a kind season for him, regardless of what you want to think about the Bulls or DeRozan uh, peaking or playing at this caliber, this late in his career uh, is pretty remarkable. So uh yeah, I'm fine with giving props to that. I, I think that's relatively the right pick. I'll uh, I'll follow that up with uh, Bam and Butler. I think those two are probably mm-hmm. pretty close. I have no problem, though, uh, taking, taking DeRozan and Levine there, though. Uh, Bam and Butler, which the finals two seasons ago. Um, so right. already got, got, got some prestige. Uh, the team's weird right now, but those two are just incredible. Bam's awesome. He's healthy. Uh, and we said everyone's yeah. healthy. Jimmy Butler come playoff times, got a fight almost like anyone, no one else. So I have no doubts about him, you know, <laughs> clawing and scratching to wins. So that, I just think that's a yeah. solid duo. I think this is the right spot for them. They're kind of at the, the end of maybe that mid-level star uh, where, 
yeah. Bam and Butler. They're kind of at the end of that part I, of this draft, I so lower, I think it's right. I, mean, I, I, don't, I don't hate you know, where you rank them. I have them a little lower just because together they're not the greatest offensively skilled players. Um, Butler is very limited, in my opinion, offensively. Um, he, he, can, he, he scraps his way to points. But he's a terrible shooter, um, an average mid-range shooter, in my opinion. But he's, he just scraps his way to points. And Ben Adebayo is a, a lob threat, obviously. So, I, mean, I don't hate it. Um, they've gone to the finals together. So, I mean, you can't argue much. Yep. All right. We're at but, the uh, real middle of the draft. So, you're 15. So, this is uh, the middle. Who you got? Uh, 15. Uh, going all healthy, I have to go with uh, Zion and uh, Brandon Ingram on the Pelicans. So, I mean, they're, Zion is, when healthy, probably a top 15, top 20 player. Brandon Ingram has proven that he can he's a three-level scorer. They're not the greatest defensive duo. I don't think Zion is the greatest defender. But Brandon Ingram has proven, I mean, he's amazing scorer side inside. And I think he's still getting better, in my opinion. Um, Zion, when healthy and fit, he's – Absolutely insane, unstoppable um, in the paint. So I'm going with Zion and Brandon Ingram. That's interesting. I actually, uh, well, it's not that interesting. I, I knew that would be most people's uh, uh, co-partner. I'm, it's it's like Gobert. I, I'm a I'm an anti Brandon Ingram guy. I I think he can get you 24 points a game, and he will probably not do anything else for you. He won't rebound. He won't pass. He won't play defense. And uh, I think it's hard to win a sure. championship with that guy. As your, I went with CJ as my second, but I totally agree with the idea of them at this spot. That probably would have been my next pick. Uh, I went CJ, but I, there's it's not that different. I just wanted to take another shot at Brandon Ingram. I think, uh, but uh, incredibly talented offensively. Never mind what Zion does. Uh, we know what Zion does when he's healthy, which is a big if. But that's the game we're playing in this version. So. Uh, right. we're, we're gonna we're gonna go with that. Uh, I'm gonna go Edwards and Towns. Damn it, that's my next. At uh at 16, uh, and I feel pretty good about it. Uh, although this is one season, development does not matter. Uh, they've been a good team lately. Uh, they're two best players on the team, so you have oh, to give them credit. Towns, uh, best season of his career. Edwards, you know, best season of his young career, so that doesn't really count, but. Uh, nevertheless, right. both been really good players. Uh, Towns and All-Star. Edwards knocking on the door of that. Uh, I'm happy to get them there. Uh, I can't argue against that. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns is a top five center when he's healthy. Um, Anthony Edwards, he's blossoming into a – I'm not saying a superstar or anything, but he's, he's, a, he's got a lot of potential scoring-wise. Uh, he's improving his three-point shot. Uh, I look, he would have gone with D'Angelo Russell making ability. But if we're going off of potential, I think I mean Anthony Edwards easily. But I mean Anthony Edwards. I mean most people will say Anthony Edwards is the second best player. I'm gonna just go with D'Angelo Russell just because of playmaking. He's a terrible defender. Don't get me wrong, but I think his playmaking has, is very very underrated. So I'm gonna go with D'Angelo Russell number two for them, uh, like as an, as the number two. Yeah, yeah. I but that's I, interesting. I like, I like where you picked him. Yeah, that's interesting. That that's that's really close. Uh, I'm starting to realize I might just be a hater, but I'm also not a big D'Angelo Russell guy. So uh, I went with Edwards there. You're up uh, <laughs> 17. We're kind of, we're on the back half now. So I'm going to go finding good players is, is valuable here. Yeah. Here. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Trey Young and John Collins. Um, I mean, Trey is, he's a terrible defender. I mean, probably the worst defender from the point of position. I mean, Isaiah Thomas or something, but he is unstoppable from, outside and he can just he just finds a way he just finds ways to score um so trey young john collins he's he's got a little bit of uh mid-range uh, a little bit of post uh, not the greatest score not the greatest score but he, he gets boards and he makes plays so overall it's because of trey young i mean trey young is just literally a beast offensively so and he can make plays for others so uh, i mean it, it, trey young and john collins is where i go next yeah, I thought it was an interesting debate. Uh, who's your who's your uh, your second guy on on the Hawks? Uh, I also had Collins. Uh, there's an interesting Capella uh, argument to be made, yeah. but uh, I agree. I, I think it is Collins. And 
this is the point of the draft of this draft where you just take you, you got to find the good player first and then if you get a second good player then you're happy but uh there's now we're starting to run out of even like that yeah. the, the next level you know the second tier of players we're starting to run out of those guys so uh yeah you're right I, I agree. Trey Young and Collins, you get Trey Young, which is which is one of those uh, really good players. And for that exact reason, I'm going to go Damian Lillard, Anthony Simons. Uh, Interesting. There. Okay, Again, okay. if I can get that great player, that's huge. Right. Uh, if you have Damian Lillard on your team, you have a pretty decent chance, almost a lock probably to make the uh, play-in and a pretty decent chance to make the playoffs. Uh Never mind that Simons has been really, really good. He's been a really good player. So um, you could probably go Nurk, but cool and perfectly. But uh, if I'm if I'm going, I have to win a title. I think you probably have a better chance. Hope banking on Anthony Simons being incredible. So I'll go Lillard Simons, and I think yeah. there's a big talent drop off just from if you just look at the rest of the players, the options. Uh, there's a big drop off on talent now that Lillard's gone. Yeah. So nineteen, who you got? Yeah, I, I mean, I would love that pick. You know what I'm saying, uh, number nineteen, I'm gonna have to go with. I'm gonna have to go with the Kings, uh, Sabonis and Darren Fox. I mean, we've only seen a little bit of them play together. Um, I don't. I think they're a terrible defensive duo. Uh, for going defense, Sabonis can't really defend anything inside. Fox isn't the best defender, but off, going off of just Darren Fox being absolutely unstoppable from going from you know one point to another point in the court um and Sabonis being a uh, I, I hate to call him Jokic light because it's just like kind of doing him a little disservice because saying like someone's a, a light version of another player but Sabonis he's he's got his ability to pass and score on the inside um so I, I think I'm gonna go with them they're both like borderline stars I think so I, I'm gonna go with them definitely yeah, and I think that's a, I think it's a good pick. Right now, it all becomes really preference. I don't know if there's a bad pick anymore, uh, unless you, I don't know, take the fifth best player on a team. I guess that's a bad pick. But now it's all just preference. Uh, Sabonis, I'm a huge. I like Sabonis. Uh, right, right. I remember I was thinking like whoever gets him, that's awesome for that team. And somehow the Kings found a way to to make me not like the trade for them, even though I love Sabonis because they gave away Halliburton. But uh, <laughs> yeah. that's because I'm a bigger Halliburton guy than I am a Sabonis guy. Um, with that being said, yeah, Sabonis, really good. Fox has his uh, his holes in the half-court offense. But uh, if you have those two players, that's right. that's an entertaining team. You know, if you surround it a little bit, you have a chance to, to make the playoffs and uh, be a decent team. Yeah. Uh, I'm up 20. I'm going to go with the team with the only the only team with two all-stars left. So I'll go Darius Garland, Jared Allen. Um, I was really trying to find a way to uh, take Mobley because I love Mobley so much. But the bottom line is he's just not better than either of these two players. It's probably not even that close. If it was close, I would have just lied and said Mobley over him. But uh, he's not better than either of these yet, like next year or the year after he will be. But uh, yeah. no, Allen – Great player, first-time All-Star, and then Garland, which is just getting better and better. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he makes another leap next season. Uh, so I feel confident about uh, picking picking them 20th uh, in the draft. Yeah. I mean, I like their um, – the way they play together. So I, I can't I, – I, mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't go against that. So that, that's a good position to pick them from. Um, I think I'm on 21st pick right now. Uh, yes, 21, you're up. Okay, I would take the Wizards, although this duo hasn't played together yet. And just of sheer talent, uh, I'm going to go with Bradley Beal and Porzingis. Um, Bradley Beal, when healthy, I think he's one of the best scorers in the league. And he's proved that last year even. I mean, I forgot where he ranked um, in points per game. I think it was top three, top five. Um, but Porzingis also there. Uh, Porzingis, when healthy, he's a, he's a good player. He's a borderline star. Um, you give you like 18 to 20 points a game when healthy and be a solid rim protector. Uh, I'm not the biggest Porzingis fan, uh, obviously because of injury concerns, but for, you know, disregarding that, I'm going to say Porzingis and Beal now for sure. 
Yeah. Uh, again, preference at this point, I think that team would be very easy to score on. Uh, and I don't think either of those guys have shown to be winners, but yeah. offensively that would be deadly and uh, can't argue too much this late in the draft against uh, something like that. So I'll, uh, I'll, 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 I'll agree to that one uh, to a certain degree. I'm going to go LaMelo and Bridges next though. Uh, again, trying to find that one guy. Not that Bridges is not a good player. Bridges is a very good player, uh, but LaMelo is that one guy. So if I got LaMelo on my team, I'm pretty happy. He's an all-star. You know, we're scrapping for all-stars at this point. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty uh, happy about getting LaMelo and Bridges, Bridges here. What do you think about that? I don't, I don't mind that. Um, I think LaMelo is still going to take a couple more leaps in his career. So he's still he's on the brink of stardom. Uh, he's some people will say he's a star. I think he's like on the verge of being a star. And then Mikel Bridges, he's he's just getting there. Like I was very surprised by his season so far. Um, good for him for rejecting that four year sixty million dollar offer. Um, so I I, I mean I like it honestly. Yeah, uh, you're up again. Twenty three. Talent keeps falling every time, but you're up twenty three. Yeah. I have to go with Julius Randle and Andre Barrett. Um, Talent-wise, Julius Randle, if we didn't see this year, I would have probably had him higher. Um, but I think I'm going to go with him because Julius Randle has proven he's an all-star player, uh, at least prior. And Andre Barrett, he's getting better. I'm not the biggest Andre Barrett fan because he's so inconsistent from outside. Um, doesn't show that much effort defensively either. But I think – They've proven they could win um, last year. Um, obviously, they're the 11th seed right now, so I mean they're not winning this year. But um, when healthy, I think they're a good play. They're a good duo. Yeah, uh, I-, I won't argue too much with that. Uh, I think RJ. I like RJ. Uh, I like Randall when he's doing good, which this season seems like much of a, a an ask, but. Who knows? Maybe it comes back next year. If I had a bet, I think last year was more of a fluke than this year is. I, I think this year probably is who he is. Last year was probably the fluke. But uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I agree. Uh, I'll go all-star Fred Van Vliet and uh, one of the more entertaining players in the league, Scotty Barnes, uh, at this point in the, mm, in the draft. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to find an excuse to include Scotty. And I don't even think I'm wrong. I don't think he's i don't think og is better than no, no, no. oh yeah i mean he might be honestly og might be some better than scotty but it's close enough. you know what you're completely right it'd be wrong to include scotty although i really really want to <laughs> it's siakam and fred van right yeah it has to be uh siakam has been incredible lately actually this this season's been kind of a resurgence oh, for him i i knew i was forgetting someone i was like is it og because i can lie enough to put og uh behind but uh, I, yeah. I cannot lie enough to, to yeah, put him like, above Siakam. Like no, forgetting I somebody. Yeah, no. The Raptors always just yeah. have players. Um, I forget about them. So. Yeah, Siakam. I'm not. I wasn't. The, I'm not the biggest fan of Siakam because he's kind of limited. And I think I remember it was like a couple. Of, I think it was last year in the playoffs. He just like he was go for, going for like game winning shots, and he would. They were all in and outs, like every single time. And just like he just wasn't clutch. I. I. I He's having a good year this year, so I mean, I don't, I don't hate the pick at all. I mean, they both all sort of. Yeah, uh, six teams fire. left. The six teams left are the Pacers, the Pistons, the Magic, the Spurs, the Thunder, and the Rockets. Uh, I think it's worth noting that uh, five of those are the five worst teams in the league. It makes sense that they are, considering we can't find, you know, a good player. Not that there aren't good players on the team, but right. you know of the caliber of this draft. And that is six of the eight worst teams in the league. San Antonio right. being the eighth worst uh, Sacramento and Portland escape, but Lillard's hurt and Sacramento, I guess just doesn't surround their team. You got six teams, six bad teams. Give me some scraps on their team. Who you got? I'm going to go with the Spurs, uh, DeJounte Murray and Keldon Johnson. I think Keldon Johnson is the second best player in my opinion. Um, DeJounte Murray is a beast defensively. And he's getting better offensively. He's he can't really shoot, to be honest with you, but he's he shows effort on getting to the rim and making plays for others. I, I think he's averaging like nine assists. I don't know. I don't know exactly the, the amount of how many assists he's averaging this year, but he's a he's gotten really really good at making plays for others. And uh, Kevin Johnson, I think I've liked him a lot. 
Um, he's got a lot of potential. He kind of reminds me of a little bit of McCall Bridges. But um, I'm going to go with uh, Keldon Johnson and DeJounte Murray next. Yeah, no, I, that's that's fine. I'm really curious who's going to go last, actually, just looking at these. Uh, I thought they were a candidate, but that's not – I mean, you have an all-star. It's not a, it's not a bad pick. Yeah. I think any of these teams actually could go last in our draft. So now we are stuck with the five worst teams in the league, Pacers, Pistons, Magic, <laughs> Thunder, Rockets. Again, makes sense that they are. Uh, I am the president of the Tyrese Halliburton fan club. I have been for a while. I really, really want to pick them, but I think that would be wrong. Um, so for that reason, I'll go Jeremy Grant and Cade Cunningham uh, and relinquish the rights for you to pick them. But I, 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 I do want to acknowledge that I really did not want to. It's only because – I'd just be lying if I if I did not take Cade and Grant. Cade and Grant uh, don't play together much for whatever reason. They just don't like to play them on the court at the same time. Grant's been hurt a lot. Uh, Grant was going to be traded, then he wasn't, and then he was, then he wasn't. Cade's their building block. He's young. Cade's been incredible lately. Um, I'm not too happy if those are my two best players, but at this point in the draft, uh, it is what it is. I don't hate that pick at all. Um, Cade has – I had a little questions about him prior to the draft, but he's, he's proving too many plays. And I don't hate that. Jamie Grant's – he's a good player in this league. I don't think he's a star by any means, but he's a, he's a solid player in this league. Yeah. Um, next up, uh, this is kind of actually hard for me. Even though I want to choose my Pacers, I'm going to go with Shea and Lou Dort um, – or Josh Giddy, honestly. Uh, Shea and Josh Giddy. Um, Shay, I think when he plays, he's one of the best uh, shooting guards in the league, and he's getting better as a playmaker as well. Shea is absolutely smooth. He can make plays for others low-key, and he scores from the outside, inside. Um, it just sucks that he's on Thunder right now, and they're just going through rebuilding phase. But I think, I mean, he proved when he had CB3, he's a winning player as well, and he's capable of winning. Uh, yeah. with some players. Um, and Josh Giddy, he's got potential uh, making plays for others. And um, I, I don't know, I would definitely go with Shea and Josh Giddy for sure. Yeah, and I think, I think that's a, a good pick. I think that's the right pick, depending on how you feel about uh, the Pacers duo. But those two, I think, are probably pretty interchangeable. Uh, it was interesting you said Dort than Giddy. I had Giddy, but uh, I'm probably – Dort might actually be the right answer if we're just talking about right now, not the future, just today. Dort Possibly, might yeah. be a better player. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I think of Giddy as their second most important player, so therefore I kind of yeah, throw him yeah. into uh, that re area. But in reality, it probably is Dort. Uh, I'll do what I said I was going to do. I'm very glad you didn't take him. I'll take Halliburton. I'll do a Halliburton and Turner, uh, and I'll be very happy about that. Uh it says a lot. I think it's important to look at this. We're 28th pick in the draft. So we got two teams left. We got Rockets and Magic, right? Uh, which, again, ironically, the two worst teams in the league. Um, but, but we're this far in. You know, we're 28. We're doing duos, which means it's 56 players. Never mind the fact that some of these teams have really, really good third and fourth players. And those guys right. are really good. Miles Turner and Tyrese Halliburton are really good. Uh, that's why I think it's so – I think that's why everyone falls in the trap of throwing around the terms of, like, top whatever player in the league, and they get – you know, if someone made you write it out, right. you get in trouble. That's why it's so hard because you watch uh, Bradley Beal. You watch him and you go, no way this guy's not a top 20 player. But yet if you write it out, there's no way in hell that he's a top 20 player. Like, there, he's just not. So it's – right. Definitely. The league is more talented than it's ever been. Uh, and to say that 28th, you got Halliburton – uh, a young, really good player, and Miles Turner, which is a really good defensive player. I think that's that shows a lot about the league, and I, I think it's pretty crazy that that's the 28th pick. Yeah. Uh, if I, went with, I think Halliburton has – I mean, he's, he's a great player right now. Um, I think he's on the borderline of becoming a star, um, showing that Pacers opportunity. Miles Turner, he's, he's mainly defense. He can shoot the shot. So, I mean, I don't hate them at 28. Um, if we're going off future, I would definitely have them higher, obviously. But going off from now, I would, yeah, I don't I mean, 28 sounds about right to me. Um, going with my last pick. Um, Wait, hold on. Before you do, let me just preface this. We got the Rockets and oh, – okay. Yeah, let me, let me just preface this really quick. We got the Rockets and Magic, two yeah. teams that 
uh, got a long lottery road ahead of them, or, or it seems. I mean, obviously, it, you know, you land one good pick, and all of a sudden it could all change. Uh, who, who do you got? I mean, these are the two worst teams in the league. These – not a lot of talent here. These are the two teams that actually, if you look at it, you're probably like – that makes sense to the last two. I think if they weren't the last two, I think that would be a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is hard because I'm, I'm going to go with the Magic. Um, huh. I'm going to go with two? Jonathan Isaac and Cole Anthony. Jonathan Isaac and Cole Anthony. Uh, Jonathan Isaac because of his defensive – just his defense, honestly. Um, he's, he's, got, he's got potential offensive. He's, he's going better. Things we haven't seen him in a while – so we haven't really seen how, how good he's gotten offensively, but I'm going a fully healthy. Jonathan Isaac, just because of his defense, he's an insane perimeter defender. Uh, Cole Anthony, he's proven he can score in this league. Um, I don't know his future on the Magic, just because they're, they're so loaded at guard. But I think he's the best player um, out of all the guards, um, at least scoring-wise. So I'm going to go with Jonathan Isaac and Cole Anthony. Yeah, it's funny. When you get to the bottom, the gap between – you know, the team's best player and the team's worst player isn't as big as you'd think because I actually didn't have either of those in the duo for the Magic. I had Wagner <laughs> and Carter. So, oh, my God. Wagner. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, you talk about the Magic. They have an incredibly weird team. Their team is so weird. Uh, to go by, they're deep at each position. They have to make a trade this summer. Uh, if they don't, someone's not going to get playing time. It's going to be – weird there it's gonna get really weird really fast because they're gonna draft uh you know at the top five six in the draft so they're gonna get one of those guys they're gonna get you barred shed paolo you know aj griffin shaden sharp they're gonna get one of those guys jay nivy and then they're gonna throw them on top of this team that's like two to three deep on each position but the two to three aren't that good it's a weird thing they're all young they all have potential they all might be good but none yeah. of them are good yet none of them are good players i mean if you go position by position the guards, right? At guard, they have Markel Fultz, Jalen Suggs, RJ Hampton, Cole Anthony. On the wing, they have Isaac, Okiki, Wagner. And then uh, Biggs, they have Carter and Bamba. I mean, no matter who you draft, yeah. it's going to be a little crowded. Like, so I, I'm under the uh, – I think that they should take two or three of those guys and trade them and get, like – the, you know, the 17th pick in the draft or something like, you know, trade RJ Hampton and, yeah. uh, and Mo Bamba's rights for, you know, the, the 22nd pick. That makes sense to me. I just feel like you have to condense it at some point or else. I agree. What are you doing? So. Yeah. It's, it's like the same thing. I think with the Celtics a couple of years ago, I think they just had a bunch of young players where they just started shooting, uh, some of them together and then just, you know, they are very, and I know they made some plays. Uh, but yeah, I agree with that. They need to, they need to package a lot of these young players. And I don't know, make a, I think make a trade for like, at least maybe like a star or like a young star, which I don't think, I think some teams are interested in. Yeah. And I, or maybe I'm totally wrong. Maybe the right answer to this is that you draft that guy, you know, you add Jabari or Chet or whoever you want to make up and say they draft, you add mm -hmm. them in. And you let them all fight for playing yeah. time and practice. You know, let them all play together. And whoever's good will get playing time. And whoever's not will will not. And uh, th that's a possibility, too, I guess. But uh, I think you could take advantage of assets uh, the other yeah. way. All right, last is the Rockets. I bet you I have a different duo than you do. We're going by best player. Uh, again, I really want to include Schengen, but he's not a top two player on this team. Uh, if you think that Kevin Porter Jr. is on here, then you don't watch the Rockets. Jalen Green's got an argument, but still not a huge Jalen Green guy yet. I'm going with Christian Wood and Eric Gordon, the two vets. It's weird that such a bad team, you'd have two vets, but uh, that's, that's, that's who I'm going to go with, the last pick in the draft. So 30th pick is going to be uh, Wood and Gordon. What's your thoughts on that? Uh, I I can't unmense that. I, I, I had Christian Wood, and I didn't have Eric Gordon. I I don't know who to pick as the last one. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr., he is uh, just like a bottomless pit for me. I, I, I don't know what to see. I don't know what to expect of him. So, I'm a – yeah, if I had to choose, I would go Christian Wood maybe like – I'd go Eric Wood or maybe like a Jay Sean Tate or like 
I don't know. Just I don't even. It's just yeah. They're they're all kind of bad. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason. Yeah. There's a reason they're the worst right, team yeah. in the league. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I, I agree. I mean, Christian Wood and Eric Gordon that makes the most sense to be honest with you at that point. Yeah, uh, I think there's a good Jalen Green argument there too, but uh, I'm I'm okay with. He's, he's yeah, he's he's coming along lately, but I still think Eric Gordon's probably yeah. a better player today than Jalen Green is. So I'm, I'm happy right. with that. All right, we went through all 30 teams uh, until the very very end. It was a pretty good draft. It kind of fell apart at the end when you know. You have Isaac, Anthony, Wood, and Gordon as your final four. But besides that, uh, shows just how deep yeah. and talented the league is. I mean, you're talking about Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo being the 14th pick or or uh, Bradley Beal and Porzingis being the 21st pick. I mean, that's pretty pretty crazy when you think about it. Uh, so I think this draft kind of shows you how deep this league is and uh, just how uh, much talent there is uh, nowadays. Oh, no, without a doubt. Uh, I mean, you can even tell with, like, the Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards. Um, them, I don't know what, where they were ranked. Um, where, where, do you know? Do you have, yeah, we, 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 we ended up drafting uh, Edwards and Towns 16th. So that's pretty good, yeah. Yeah, they, they're at the bottom half, which isn't. So, uh, yeah, this the league is – it's getting more talented by the year. Um, players are mixed. Uh, we wouldn't be really talking about John Morant. And the Grizzlies like that before this year. And it's just because the leaps they made with um, the players, Desmond Bain, Jan Jackson Jr., John Moran, obviously, that team. So, yeah, I mean, the league is just growing with talent. I mean, to, you can't dispute it at this point. Uh, the yeah. old heads might dispute, like, the talent disparity between. But I, I definitely think the league is much more talented than it was maybe 30 years ago. Before I end, just, you know, when you look at lists like this and you say how much talent the league has, uh, it makes me think the league now more than any time they've done it in the past is ready uh, to expand. They're ready to add two teams. Uh, they should add two teams. Uh, Seattle yeah. and Vegas would be the most likely unless uh, New Orleans moves from all the indications. New Orleans could move. If New Orleans moves, it might make it delayed a little bit, but it should be Vegas and Seattle to get a team. And, uh, the league is deep enough that it can stretch two more teams. People don't understand. It's very, very hard to stretch. Uh, if you stretch too far, your teams aren't very good. I mean, those 2000s were some of the worst basketball the league's seen, and the reason is they expanded too fast. They added Vancouver, Toronto. They, it didn't work, uh, yeah. and that's what resulted in, you know, people say, oh, Kobe had no help in those early 2000s years. No one had help. The teams weren't that good. It was because the league was not ready to expand, yeah. but they wanted the money, so they expanded. The league is ready to expand now. They can stretch it and be okay. And uh, if they expanded, actually, those those t new teams would be really good right away just because that's how much talent the league has. You're right. Um, the, the talent around the league around the 2000s was basically the bottom half of our list. Um, the top half would just be cut off as in like how much talent there was. So uh, yeah, it's, I agree. This should definitely be two more new teams. Um, I don't know when they're going to, they're going to do it. I, I know there's a plan potentially in the next five, 10 years to have new teams. I'm excited, honestly. Um, I wish it was, I mean, I have DC near me. I'm not, I'm not a Wizards fan or anything, but I, I would like another one near me as well. So, I mean, Seattle and Vegas, I mean, those, those are pretty good ones. Um, yeah. They do decide to go that way. Yep. All right. Well, that was fun. Uh, thanks for joining, Shake. And uh, check out the website, uh, sidelineq.com. Uh, we got articles coming out there a lot. I'm going to come out with Big Board 3.0 soon as I'm already working on it, but I'm waiting until March Madness ends. And uh, I came out 2.0 before March Madness. You can check that out. But obviously, a lot of stuff changed even already. Uh, after March Madness, I'll come out with 3.0. And so that way, you can kind of compare uh, you know, whose stock went up and went down. And I'll, I'll, I'll try to be a little more detailed. I know I didn't talk a lot in the last article. So I'll, I'll talk a little bit on each prospect in the new one and maybe even expand it to the top 40 or 45 uh, players. And uh, yeah, check out the, the website, subscribe to the podcast and uh, uh, thanks for listening.
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.